What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 51 of the RXP podcast, the podcast where three working professionals talk all about their love for movies, TV shows, and video games. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, and today I am joined by the queen of Animal Crossing herself, Tiffany. Animal Crossing is great again. It was made great again. <laughs> and the most platinum friend I know, Alex. How's it going, Matt? It's going great, Alex. Thanks for asking. Thanks so much. Uh, everything is beautiful because everything is beautiful in Mexico for Forza Horizon 5. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I was um, like, actually, it's already great. I was like, where is this going? But now I know. Mexico. Yeah, it's going to Mexico. It's, That's where it was going. It's going to Mexico. Um, Forza is beautiful. Um, me and Alex have been chatting on before the podcast about both of our experiences. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today, guys. We're not talking about things that we're playing. We may be talking about things that we're not playing. <laughs> but first, do you know what something that we could play? We could play the next episode, I guess, of the Variety Game segment, VGS of the RXP podcast. And today... We are going to have a game, of course, that we have never played before. And this game is called Unfinished Business. I hope both of you have a piece of paper and a pen and some legible handwriting because today I'm going to ask you about games that each of you have played. And I'm going to ask you what percentage of the trophies you've completed. And the closest to that number will get a point. So there's going to be five rounds, and basically, I have two of Alex's games, I have two of Tiffany's games, to keep it as fair as possible, and then if it gets down to a tiebreak, I have one of my games for you guys to choose. Pretty easy premise, and we'll see how it goes. You guys ready? No. I mean, that's, I, that's... I definitely know my trophy percentages pretty well, but I have no idea on Tiffany's trophy percentages. What? psychopath knows their percentages of their games that they haven't ballpark ballpark if i get any of these percentages on the nose then it'll be a miracle am i gonna buy you a drink like sure you're you're just making (laughs) the stipulation for yourself (laughs) tiffany (laughs) um listen his title is his title for a purpose he's the most platinum friend i have because he knows all about his trophies so we'll see but we got two of yours, Tiffany's too. Okay, we're gonna start with Alex, all right? Alex has played Guacamelee 2 way back in the day. What percentage of the base game, this is not including the DLC, what percentage of the base game has he completed? Now Bring that, your answer down. That really throws a wrench in because the way that the console displays your percentages is with any DLC, even if you don't own it, like as long as the game mm-hmm. is updated with it. So I typically don't look into these individual listings. I just look at, right? Because I, I don't, like if I'm not playing the game, right? I don't look at it. So yeah, I mean, that does uh, hints, change the calculus. Hints why, hints why I put that specification there. Part of the issue with that one is though, I played it with Alex. True. So you should know. No. Potentially. No. How would I know? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> All right, everybody. Do you have your answers? 
I guess. Okay. On three. Show your answers. One, two, three. <laughs> All right. Alex says 23%. And Tiffany, working with a background, it's I'm... hard to tell. What's happening? <laughs> this is. Hold on a second. I don't. We are still waiting. 37%. Is that correct? Yes. 37% is my guess. So the closest would go to Alex because he has completed just 15% of the base game trophies, which is really sad, man. That, that is one of my favorite games of this year, honestly. Like, it is... We might be talking about it in January. It's one of... It's just a fantastic game. So... Um, I would Alex. like to point out, as Tiffany said, right, this is a game I played uh-huh. with her, and since we're no longer together, I haven't played it since. You know, I'm saving it for that co-op experience. Which I've also... I she said I've also, not to wait. <laughs> I also said that. I was like, Alex doesn't need to wait for me. Okay, so uh, that's bad. my excuse, okay? Maybe this will come okay. up in the podcast later, this episode. Fair enough. Who knows? Fair enough. All right. So, Tiffany, it is your turn. Round number two. This is a game all of us know very well. This is Marvel's Avengers. What percentage of the trophies has Tiffany completed of Marvel's Avengers that came out just last year? That's getting a nice little Spider-Man DLC or add-on at the end of this month. This Super one's stoked. this one is haunting me, I think. It's haunting you? Okay. Yeah. Right, Are I th- I think you I have a guess. ready? Okay, I on three. One, two, three. Alex is 74%. And Tiffany is 78%. And this would go to Tiffany because she has completed Wait, 80%. is it 84? Oh, okay. It's just 80%, 80 percent, yeah. Not, uh, uh, so Tiffany got that point. You guys are you guys are holding serve here. You guys are doing what you're supposed to do. You're you're taking care of your own trophies. So Alex, here's your second game, third round. Alex played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. What percentage of the base game did he complete? I feel like that came out forever ago, honestly. Yeah, that, that game guess... came out in 2020, but I didn't yeah. get it and start playing it till this year. Interesting. Okay. Well, that makes more sense then. All right. On three. Are you ready, Alex? I am ready. Okay. One, two, and three. Alex saying 37%, and Tiffany saying 28%. Eight percent. Yes. And the percentage is thirty percent. So Tiffany takes a point, takes a point right from Alex. But hey, it's anyone's game here. You still got two rounds. We still got two rounds. But as of right now, Tiffany takes a two-one lead, coming into round four for Tiffany. Your game is Final Fantasy Fifteen. How? dare you how dare you 
you knew that we'd be talking about it at least at some point today. What percentage of Final Fantasy XV's base game did Tiffany complete? How dare you? <laughs> uh, you knew it was going to come up. We've made such a joke about this on this podcast, so it had to happen. All right, Alex, you ready? I am. On three. One, two, three. Alex comes in with a 8%. Tiffany coming in with a 2%. <laughs> Which is hilarious in its own right. Um, but this actually goes to Alex. You completed 34% of Final Fantasy XV's base game trophies. You stop it. Did I really? <laughs> yeah, you did. Which oh, now makes is, is the eight percent because of all the DLC? Because I feel like I've seen it lower than that. But obviously, every like episode they released came with extra trophies. Yeah. So it, overall, she's at a fifteen percent. But the base game, she is at a thirty-four percent. Wow. Uh, I had to double check. You guys are making me uh, think twice about this because that's actually kind of respectful. Respectable. Um. All right. It has gotten down to the wire. You guys are making this interesting. So now we're going away from both of you. Coming to me. All right? So, for me, a game that has been on the top of my backlog for a long, long time. A game that Alex really loves. Horizon Zero Dawn. What percentage of the trophies have I completed? It's on my backlog of shame for sure which now has a ps5 update so it's kind of ripe for the picking for me to go back to so and you haven't played this game have you tiffany i have not okay okay all right you guys ready this is for all the marbles on three one two three alex has 25 percent and Tiffany has 8%. One of you is within one percentage point, And it is Alex. Dang! It was 24%. Jesus! 24%. Um, so well done, Alex. You are just taking this year, this second season of the Pro Jamer Pod VGS Championship. Uh, you are up from my records now, three to zero to zero, unless unless Tiffany has a point in there somewhere, unless we just haven't logged something. Is that right? Is it three to zero to zero? I don't think I've won anything. No, I think okay. it, I think there, there was a game where I hosted and one of you guys won. So let's say asterisk three to one to zero for somebody with one. It's 100% not me. I have not won. I know for a fact about that. Alex, are you going to go back um, through our backlog and figure out who won for us? Yeah, we'll I, update the listeners. You'll be updated next episode on the next recap. I am pretty confident that uh, Tiffany got that point. So I'm going to say, as the commissioner of the Pro Jammer <laughs> Pod, <laughs> that the final score as of right now is Alex with three, to Tiffany one and me at a zero. But you know what? Maybe my strengths are just in making games because I, I quite enjoy them. I quite enjoy making them. Um, 
So good job, Alex. But this brings us in. All right. We're we're this is that was an ultimate 10 minute segue into our topic today, which is the all present backlog that is always with us. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, like I said, probably at the top of my list. It's one of those things when I when I log on to my PS5, I have a digital PS5 and I have limited space, but I've kept it there because I am not deleting it or I will never get done. Alex, is there anything like that for you? You know, I think definitely just like with your mentality, once it gets deleted off the storage, right? Whether it's, you know, install from disk or install from the online servers, if you're digital copy, it's very hard to go back, right? Like it is kind of a finite decision, especially with me, right? I have Comcast as ISP. We have data caps. There's only so much I can download every month. So I can't be going around deleting things and re-downloading them willy-nilly. But Mm -hmm. in terms of games, I'd say the number one thing that I am sticking to, because it's something that when I bought it originally, I knew it was a game I would play over time and not something I was going to really grind through immediately, but it really would fill the void between other things that I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And that is Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown. So I've talked about okay. Ace Combat previously, uh, but for those that don't know, this is developed by Triaces. The 7 was most recently developed by Ilka. I love computer art. And more relevantly, they are also doing the Di- Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remake. They're oh, the lead developer on that. that. That's why it sounded familiar. Right. Yeah, Ilka. Um, but yeah, so this is obviously the seventh entry in the uh, Ace Combat series. You know, jet fighter combat simulation, basically. more Well, more so arcade, especially with the okay. scenarios you get into. Um, but I think for me, it's ultimately on my backlog because it's level based. There are 20 missions in this game, 20 story missions, and it's just very easy to kind of get in and get out, right? Like I can, I know if I want to play something, the missions are typically 20 minutes. I think maybe some of the later missions go a little bit longer, but it's very easy to like, just boot this thing up, play it and then stop for the day. Like I could get by feeling satisfied after maybe one or two. I think I'm currently halfway through, so I've done about 10 of the 20 missions so far, and it's just a good time, and it's not something, you know, the story is okay, it's, you know, as good as an Ace Combat story is, but it's not something I, you know, it's not in the public sphere, not a lot of people are talking about it, you know, there's no zeitgeist for the Ace Combat franchise, um, but definitely it is something that's just fun for me to enjoy time to time, and so that's kind of the main game that I feel like is in my long running. I need to revisit this, but it's more so over a much longer time span. That's interesting because I almost don't even think of that being as a backlog. Like I I think it is, but in my mind, it's not the first thing that comes to mind are those like almost longitudinal games. Like a game for me is everybody's golf. I bought that on sale on PlayStation because me and my dad used to play hot shots golf as a kid all the time. And it's just one of those things where if I have like 10 or 15 minutes, I can play a round of golf. And it's just like one of those things. It's like kind of grindy if you play it start to finish. Like if you go after the platinum, you have to spend so much time from start to finish. It's almost like a little bit overbearing. So I just like have it on my PlayStation in case I have just a little bit of time. It's kind of like Fall Guys, but 
you know, Fall Guys is more of like a games of service thing, you know, like where there's like a ever-growing game. Everybody's golf isn't growing. It's just what it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I never really thought about those longitudinal being part of the backlog. I always think of them more like those single-player campaigns that just haven't gotten through. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and I and I guess I would consider it part of a backlog because it's not necessarily a games as a service, right? Like there is kind of an end to that story. Uh, there is a multiplayer mode, but obviously, you know, not mm. a lot of people play it. It seems like it's a very small community at this point because the game I think is already two to three years years old now. Uh, but yeah, it's just something that I know I at least want to roll credits on, and so that's why, even though it is something. I bought specifically to play over a longer period of time. I consider it as part of the backlog because I want to get to those credits. Like I want to see that, you know, as silly as ACE combat stories can be, especially Mm -hmm. the dialogue between characters, it's something I want to get to the end and at least see what like the story has to offer. And at least based on what I played halfway through, there's some interesting threads. The voice acting isn't the best by any means, but you know, it's a fun jet fighter simulator that you really can't get anywhere else like i don't really know i think there was a indie game that was on steam called project wingman that was developed in the same breath of uh, ace combat like it took inspiration from that series so that's kind of it, it goes to show how very small that genre is really so definitely it, it fills that void for me that itch gotcha uh so Tiffany, is there anything that you generally are bouncing back to, kind of like similar to Alex with Ace Combat Evolved, that you just always have, that you just haven't finished, but maybe you kind of fill in time here and there? I mean, potentially I could throw Beat Saber into that, but I've only recently kind of picked that up again with the new song packs and everything. Um, But, you know, it's a a big to-do to, like, put the whole headgear on and for me specifically i have to wear contacts when i play playstation vr so like putting in the contacts and then and then putting on you know doing all the things but um in terms of just like a long game like a longitudinal game i almost have a couple puzzle games that i treat similar to that, so I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys count that, but like Picross on the Switch, every once in a while I'll like basically sit and then play like three to eight puzzles and then kind of be done with that. And you know, wow, when did on. when did that come out? For a little bit until I get back to my downtime again. Picross, w- yeah. I have like th- I have like three pit crosses, so I ca- I've kind of created my own backlog of it. To be on- completely honest, <laughs> pit cross one came out years ago. You know, well, I guess like it came out for the Switch relatively early, so I'm gonna say it came out in like 2017, like late 2017, early 2018, and then stupidly I've bought like two more pit crosses, mainly because there was a sale. And so I was like, let me pick these up for when I, like, finish Picross. And then just here I am. Sales. Sales are, like, the bane of my backlog. Yes. I, um, me and Yasser, we picked up Neo 1 and 2, like, in a sale. And I have, like, I think I have only have, like, 2% of Neo's uh, trophies. And it is 
absolutely driving me insane. Like it, <laughs> besides like Horizon Zero Dawn, like Neo is definitely one of those games where it's like, oh, I need to get to it. But then again, it's almost like for Horizon Zero Dawn, I need to play that before Forbidden West comes out. Like that to me is my deadline. Neo now with like all these previews of Elden Ring coming out, like I know that I need to make sure that I don't play a Souls game or a Souls-like game right before Elden Ring because I will be so burnt out going to Elden Ring and Elden Ring honestly might be one of my game of the years next year. So like if I am going to play Neo before February, it needs to be pretty soon because uh, we're getting close. Like it's already November, you know, Christmas time and like holidays are going to happen and then boom it's going to be february and i'm going to be playing Elden ring so it's it's one of those things i don't know when i'm going to play it but it's definitely something that's downloaded on my ps5 just like waiting waiting for the perfect moment but sometimes it's just hard to find that perfect moment yeah and when you talk about like having a deadline for a sequel i'm with that with god of war I've been, like, in and out of playing God of War for, like, a year and a half. I don't, like, Ooh. you started after me and then beat the game before me. And I was like, oh. Like, when you started, I was like, oh, I should get back into it. And then I played, like, a couple yeah. hours and then didn't really get too far. But I've told myself that I need to finish it before God God of War Ragnarok comes out. That game is so good. That should be at the top of your backlog. Because that game... Like, I played it this year. It's It holds up so well, especially with the promise of Ragnarok happening next year. Like, and I, I actually, I think they'll hit that deadline. Like, I, I think it'll be holiday 2022, hopefully, fingers crossed. So, you should, oh, Tiffany, you're in for such a treat. It's so good. So good. Alex, I feel like you kind of complete your games. I don't. I don't see you as someone who has a ton of backlog. Like, I don't want to turn this into, like, an intervention for Tiffany because I know that we give her a hard time for sometimes having a backlog. But I feel like you may have taken all of the completionist genes from your family. (laughs) Yeah, I think specifically for games, because I know we're going to move on to probably movies and TV shows a little bit later after this part. But specifically for games, I think what helps me is that and only for games, and you know, this might come up later again, I actually keep a uh, notepad document on my computer of games that I buy. So these are typically things I actually buy. So whether it's a physical or digital copy, I I put it on the list. I then put the date that I actually get it. So, you know, if I buy it, but then it doesn't ship till later, you know, I don't really, even if it has a release date, I don't say I have it until I actually get it delivered to me. Uh, and I mark things off, you know, I definitely check back at this list, like whenever so often, cause obviously I add things to the list as I get them. But I think having that list on my computer has helped me at least visualize how far behind quote unquote, I might be in playing games. And it also helps me keep organized, right? Because I know there's a lot of times where, right in this very media heavy world that we live in now, there's a lot of things that come into your purview, and vie for your attention so you know there's only you can only do one thing at a time i know there's people out there that say like you can watch a tv show and like play a game at the same time i'm not about that life especially if it's a show in another language that you need Mm -hmm. subtitles to read impossible then right can't look at two screens at the same time um 
But because of that, with games, since I have this list, and especially with this year, how just how games that I'm interested have released, I've found those pockets of downtime in between the major releases for me, and I've been able to go back and specifically say, these are the games I've either bought or maybe gotten for free, a la like PS Plus or things like you know games that are free on Steam or Epic Game Store. And I've made the effort to go back and cover the games I want to. And on the mm-hmm. flip side, there's a certain point, right, that you know you're not going to get back to something. And that's something we'll also talk about later. But I just want to say, for me, I make that also an entry in my list. So if I know I've mm-hmm. come to the point where, let's say I got something back in 2019, I haven't booted it once, and I don't think I'll ever boot it, I mark that off my list. Because I just mm-hmm. know that knowing myself with all the new things coming out that I don't see myself going back to something that's so old at this point that I was only slightly interested in and doing that over something that's coming out in, let's say the next month that I know I'm very interested in. So it's definitely the list, at least for gaming has allowed me to be that completionist to actually get through everything to make sure, Hey, I saw ads for this. I read articles about it. I was interested in it leading up to the release. And here I am now actually playing it. Whether or not I play it immediately, it depends, right? Because I know into September, we had a lot of games come out. Obviously, it's hard to decide what you want to play. But knowing that you have a set number that you want to at least narrows my focus and to say, if I'm playing something, it's one of these things that came out this month, right? Like I had... Uh, Fist, Forged and Shadow Torch, Tales of Arise, and Lost Judgment all come out within three weeks of each other. And at this point, I've completed all of them. You know, I didn't complete them in September when they came out, obviously, but <laughs> November, come November, I've gone through all of them. I've played them as much as I wanted to, and they're all great experiences. So being organized has helped me in that completionist mindset. So how does your list change when you go and you purchase Game Pass like you just did? And you're you're playing Forza, right? You're playing Forza Five. You've already talked about a couple of other games that you're eyeing. Do you see Game Pass as like part of your backlog, or do you just like see them as almost like a hit list of like, hey, while I have this trial or while I have this month of Game Pass, I need to make sure I at least check out these titles. Dot dot dot. I think it's more so the latter. Uh, okay. Not to say that they technically wouldn't qualify as being on a backlog. Because I know, and we everyone might have a different definition of what a backlog means to you. But because Game Pass is something I recently acquired, right? Like, I'm on a free trial right now, so I haven't paid for anything yet. So technically, nice. I'm playing all of these games for free. Horizon 5, great game, playing it for free. Other games on my list, as Matt mentioned, Psychonauts 2 came out earlier this year. A lot of people enjoyed it, Matt including. Uh, and also, uh, The Forgotten City which both Matt and Tiffany have played and both said they've enjoyed and which might be pertinent to a later conversation we have in a future episode. But I, because they are things that are a part of this service and I know I'm going to get to them, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say they're on my backlog per se because it is a future thing, right? Like it's not that I've collected these things over time and I'm kind of knocking them down because I've kind of brought them into the fold. Uh, mm-hmm. It's more so I need to get to these, but I yeah, it's weird to me where it's because it's a part of this service and I haven't paid for them. They're just on the list of things to do rather than a backlog per se. Uh, because right, obviously I'm going through them. They're just on a future list, so I wouldn't call that a backlog. Even though you might say a to do list is a backlog, but I kind of keep those in different 
organizational buckets in my mind. Um, because also similarly, and I wouldn't call it being on my backlog, but I haven't finished it yet. And that's Marvel's guardians of the galaxy. You know, it's a game I'm currently playing, but because I'm currently playing it, I wouldn't say it's on my backlog. Right. Cause I'm, I think I'm getting to it. So yeah. it definitely kind of is a fine line where you shift it back and forth between mm-hmm. like actively playing versus on the backlog versus on the to-do list. That reminds me, I think I'm only like two levels into Psychonauts 2. So to me, that is actually part of my backlog. Um, I feel like I start a lot of Game Pass games, Back for Blood. That one is kind of just waiting for my friends to be online. That's like a longitudinal game. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Psychonauts 2, I I definitely need to do it because I think it's in a lot of people's mouths for, for Game of the Year. So... I want to try to at least experience it, maybe not complete it because there's a ton of collectibles, but at least finish it to see what the hype's about. But for me, like I feel I feel like gaming, I enjoy that backlog. I feel like the one medium that I always talk that I'm kind of the worst at is TV shows. To me, TV shows is where my backlog will forever grow and backlogs go to die like some tv shows come on my backlog and die there in my backlog <laughs> like we've got TV they turn show into skeletons i don't understand yeah. can you can you elaborate like can you give me an example so as far as my backlog that i would consider a reasonable backlog i have uh breaking bad which i finished the first season like a year or two ago i need to finish it i i know i do it's just finding the time Money Heist, which was one of my recommended experiences last year. I still have yet to f- even start the last season. Um, and uh, Shit's Creek is another thing that is definitely on my backlog because, Tiffany, you gave me that recommendation. And I, I know I will like it. I just haven't been in the mood for it. But things that have gone there to die, um, shows like Clickbait that came out earlier this year, I started it. I watched like the first three episodes. There's no part of me that wants to go back at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's one of those things when I scroll down my Netflix, it's like continue watching and it's there. And I, I wish there was an erase function because I'm like, I just don't see in my mind when I will choose that over any of these other shows. Because for me, I think TV shows are kind of the hardest for me to sit down and actually just watch. Uh, so for me, it it gets to that point all the time where I'm just like, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I can't sit down and watch this, which is why like um, me watching Midnight Mass and Squid Game was so huge this like in the past months, uh, because that's probably the most TV that I've watched in a minute at least besides all like the MCU shows that we talk about. Yeah. Some of, I guess with TV shows too, I kind of agree. Like those are the ones that I might give up a little bit more easily. Like I always tell myself that I will go back to play a video game, even though I like haven't booted up in forever. The biggest shameful part of my TV show backlog is actually agents of shield. Like I love, that show and like I imagine I still love it but like I'm a season and a half like I'm basically yeah like a seat or maybe two seasons behind like I've always or mm-hmm. even I don't even know because it was like they ended up doing like maybe one season split in half into feeling like two seasons so I might not even have that much left 
but I um, I have been intending to finish that show literally forever, like since the mm-hmm. last season was airing. Still have not got back to it, but I still like want to go back to it. And then another show that I I have this notorious thing where I will start at least back back a few years ago. I would start so many Korean dramas and then like never really finish them or struggle to finish them. Um, Most of my issues with that, I'm going to be completely real with you guys, is when a show comes out week to week. Um, If it's coming out week to week and I have to remember like or if I'm if I'm super anticipating the show, there is a point where I burn out from being so like excited for it. And. Mm -hmm. I will then maybe forget about it or something else has come out with like every episode. Right. And then I watch that instead. Cause I can watch, I can binge it all. Um, so I have a number of Korean dramas that are like on my backlog. Like one of them I really want to finish, but I don't even know if I'll get back to it. It's called Arth doll Chronicles on Netflix. There was a hiatus in between. That was like one show that actually sort of had two seasons, which is mainly unheard of. A lot of the times Korean dramas are kind of like 16 episodes or 20 episodes and done. Um, But yeah, so that's part of my issue. Because that's what I also want to say with freaking Invincible. I started Mm -hmm. that show when it was coming out week to week. And then I just never finished it. Because I was like, I forgot about it. Or like it... You know, it didn't really capture me at the time. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to it, to be honest. Or maybe when season two comes out, I'll be like, okay, let me give it a go again. You know what I mean? Whenever a next yeah. season comes out, that really, there's a chance for a ignition, like a reignition of interest will come back for me. The amount of hype, like going back to our previous conversation on Zeitgeist, I feel like Zeitgeist, this is a good way to get me to reignite my backlog. Right. Kind of when Invincible happened, that took the world by storm. And like there were a ton of memes. I have all the comics. Actually, I bought all the comics after watching season one. Have I read them? No. Oh. But they're there. That's on my backlog. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but that that first season was so great. So I bet when a second season happens, you'll be getting me. I'll be texting the group. I'll be like, hey, does anyone want to do a peer review for Invincible? <laughs> And then you'll have to actively tell me no. And I feel like the amount of peer pressure, you might just be like, okay, Alex says no, but we can do this. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Matt. It's like the zeitgeist of all the like media and like promotion with a new season coming out or something that makes me kind of like get back into it. And even like... You know, this a couple days ago, I had a ch- I had a chance to watch something on Netflix, and you know what I did? Instead of reaching for that episode of Agents of Shield, I watched all three episodes of Arcane. Like nice. I don't even know why I did that. Are they small? Are are they like twenty minute 40, episodes? They're each forty minutes. Really? Oh wow, that's that's way more surprising. Yeah, <laughs> I literally it was like so essentially like two hours. I watched two hours. Wow. I basically watched a movie. You could have watched The Eternals well, again. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, I agree with the sentiment that, especially for weekly shows, right, even though, you know, Netflix typ- typically does do, like, drops of, like, the whole season at once. 
weekly releases kill the hype for me, right? And hmm. furthermore, encourages the backlog. Because typically, right, for the most part, with how shows are designed with episodes, I always feel like they're, they want to do a cliffhanger of some sort. Or there is mm. at least some strain of the story that is left untold for that episode that gets followed up on in the next episode. And so I think with how I also you know, consume television, at least at this point, I'm used to that drop it all at once. I watch as much as I want because as long mm. – like if I want to finish it, it's all available. And if anything, I'm more encouraged to wait. And that's to say I'm a binge watcher. But I'm more mm-hmm. encouraged to wait for things to finish. Things like, you know, Arcane rather than watching it immediately. I've watched the first episode of it. By the way, Arcane is the Netflix partnered series with Riot Games based on the world of League of Legends. And uh, I'm I'm waiting for the rest of it to come out. Now, what's different about Arcane is the fact that instead of like their weekly releases are three episodes at a time. So it's like two oh. hour chunks each week for three weeks. So there's nine total episodes. So in that case, I feel like they're doing that because they're also calling them acts. So act one Mm. was the first week, act two is the second week, act three is the third week. So that might be different in how they're telling the story, right? Because I guess it's meant to be a three episode kind of arc for each set of episodes. But if I wanted to at least get it all at once, right? It's easier, obviously, to do it once everything's out. And so I think there's kind of like a counterintuitive feeling there where I know they're releasing it weekly because one, right, it's kind of like more old-fashioned television back in the day where it's serialized. You want people to continue to tune in, right? Ad revenue, yada, yada, yada. But now, you know, we're more on that, in that on-demand type culture in the streaming world of 2021, you know, in this century where... It's on my time. You know, I'm not going to mm. sit down at 7 p.m. every Thursday to watch a new episode. I'm going to watch it, you know, 3 p.m. today. I'm going to watch it at 4 a.m., you know, tomorrow. You know, whenever I have time, I want to be able to watch it. And so it definitely has changed how I consume it because it is available whenever I want it to be. Like, I don't have to tune in specifically to a channel. Uh, but I think also what kind of hinders or I guess helps my backlog in building it is that. I don't necessarily, as I said, with games, have a list of shows I watch or want to watch. So it's harder for me when I do feel like watching something to remember at least immediately under drop of a dime what I want to go to. So that backlog of, you know, just like Tiffany said, I have Korean dramas I want to watch. I have a lot of anime I want to get to that I just haven't. And especially with just TV shows as well, like Arcane being one of them, where I'm like, I feel like if I actually wanted to get through all these things, I need to make a list. Like I need, just like Mm -hmm. with games, I need to write down and say, I want to watch Arcane. I want to watch, you know, Demon Slayer, the movie Demon Slayer season two. You know, I want to watch One Piece. You know, like if I were able to at least visualize on a piece of paper, other people as well could see that list and also hold me to it. And I think that that is also another thing. Not to say I need someone else to guilt trip me to like into keep you watching. accountable. Right. Yeah. I, Did I'm not you watch your Demon Slayer today? Right. But I think it'd make it easier to get to the backlog that way. So would you actually say that One Piece is on your freaking backlog? There's like One Piece 1, is 000, on my backlog. There's like 1,000 episodes now. I am still on episode like 430 or something. I remember. I remember. Like, it's in the 400s. I don't remember exactly the episode. But One Piece is on my backlog as a show. That is true. Where where are they in the story at episode 430? Uh, 
Island or Dr. Hogback. I think it's like okay. a kind of a filler arc, but it's like we just okay. met the skeleton guy who I now forgot his name. Brooke. Brooke, yeah. So he's the newest yeah. member to join the crew. But with him, they're trying to get to the island of Dr. Hogback. When you mentioned One Piece, did you notice that Tiffany's eyes and my eyes grew three times the normal Cause, size? Because that is the <laughs> ultimate backlog, I would say. <laughs> because we actually talked about this at work yesterday or the day before because they released, you know, like this the live action cast for One Piece. Yeah. And I basically said, yeah, I sh- you know, I should go back and watch and or read all of these again. Like, because I, I fell off sometime during pharmacy school. Uh, I was reading the manga like on a weekly basis because they would release on a weekly basis and I was up to date for years, like like four years in a row probably. I was up to date on One Piece and Naruto and then Naruto finished. So then it was just One Piece. And so like I knew every like Tuesday or Thursday, I forget which one it was, I would log on to the sketchy site <laughs> yeah. that, that uh, translated it and I would read the chapter and then put it away and wait till next week. Um, I love that, that world. Um, so to me, that is kind of like a backlog because I'm like, I wonder what's happened to all them because i like i know all the characters like i know exactly i know so much about one piece because i love that just i love everything about it but to me i'm like i wonder what happened like i i honestly don't know what's happened since then because it's been probably a good four years or so since i've read anything I think for One Piece and why I'm so motivated is that whenever I hear people talk about it, they always say they don't know how the author does it, but every new arc is better than the last. Like, I think there's like a consistency in the story arcs for One Piece where they are always good. And the fact that people that do keep up with it, and I've heard this opinion over several years is just encouraging me to say, hey, you know, even if the anime does have fillers, right, different from the manga, that at least the main story arcs, things like I always hear what the Water 7 arc or something like that is like Mm -hmm. very good. And then people say like... It's a very good arc. Like there's like another arc or something that people say is very good. They always say like, oh, this arc's good. But then this arc is even just as good, if not better than this arc. And I'm like, if that's the case, then I need to get through this, right? It just seems like like it's consistently a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the benefits with like manga even is like when I hear that it's done or the story is complete, that's when my interest also comes back. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like when Game of Thrones was finally quote unquote done, right? Like I watched season one the summer it came out and then I just never, I just never got back to it. But then when I heard it was done, I was like, oh, is now the chance? But then everyone's like, it was trash. The ending was trash. And I was like, oh, never mind. Um, But even with manga, when I heard like Bleach was done, like I went back and I was like, I need to know what happened, right? Like what happened to Ichigo? What happened to Ruki? What happened to everybody? And like, I went back and like found where I left off and like was trying to like, I was climbing out of a pit of chapters of story and stuff. Um, Alex, when you were talking about how the weekly model, like 
sometimes encourages a backlog because you tend to maybe wait till all the story is done. I actually came to realize that I think my hype for a weekly show only goes so far. Like I think maybe after six-ish weeks, I lose steam. And the and the reason why I say that is because I feel like with a lot of Korean dramas, um, they usually release two episodes a week and it's usually 16 episodes. So it's usually like a two-month affair. I feel like by like week six, I've like either decided I don't like where the story is going because there's only a few episodes left and I stop or I just move on to the next thing. Mainly because all the Disney Plus shows with the Marvel Universe have been relatively shorter. And, Mm -hmm. you know, basically six episodes. WandaVision was a little bit longer with eight or nine. um, But Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki were pretty much like six episodes. And then when What If came out, I like lost steam with that one. You know, like with episode seven or eight or something like I or even. Yeah, I just stopped. I was like, I don't even care about this anymore. Or you know what I mean? Like, so I wonder if I just have a limit. I think the problem is, too, with weekly installments, those weekly installments need to be fire. Like they need to be good. And I think the problem with what if is that compared to the other Disney Plus shows, it just wasn't like there wasn't something bringing me back because not until the very end did they tie everything together. There was nothing where it was like, if I cared about any character in episode one, I would not be seeing those same characters in episode two. So they didn't really build anything. It was like a world premiere every single week right. to to make me just like, I, I fell off at the end of What If, and I think I watched the last two episodes together because I was just like, ah, well, I'll just wait. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, like, does anyone consider having movies on their backlogs? Or are we just going to talk, like, about books? <laughs> I don't have as many movies on my backlog. There, I do have one. Like, I, I know I need to watch Dune. Like, that is something I want to watch by the end of the year. It's it's just, that's probably it, though. Like, I, I usually find movies that I want to watch. I You know, I have to get into the mood for certain things. Like, I just recently watched Moana. I actually watched it on a plane. Um, I actually knocked out a couple of my backlog actually on the plane. I watched Goodfellas, which I've never watched. Oh, Goodfellas. I've never watched. It was that. on my like it's it's a classic movie. It's in a ton of like actual movie critics top five movies of all time. Um, it is not a great movie to watch in a public space because people just get murked in the middle of the screen and you realize the person is watching your TV screen as well. And you're like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) Cover your eyes. Um, But then after that, I did the logical choice and watch Moana right after um, to get that, you know, to balance (laughs) diversity. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But honestly, I think Dune is it. I I don't know of many other movies. See, to be completely honest with you, I'm going to say that I don't consider movies as a part of a backlog. Like, I don't know that I can say that it... Okay, so this is my def- my personal definition of a backlog. It's when I've bought the, the media or bought access to the media and then have yet to consume it, right? So for a lot of movies, yes, I should watch them. But like, 
if I don't have access to them or even if I do have access to them, I don't know. I just don't consider it as part of my backlog. It's like, oh, I should watch it sometime, but it's not going to be today. Um, it's fair enough. You know, I don't know. Like, it just, it's a little bit different for me. Like, movie-wise, I'm just like, oh, it's something that I enjoy with friends or with um, by myself. Like, if I feel like I'm in the mood, but, you know, I'll watch it when I watch it, you know? Like... I agree with the sentiment more so because especially with the movies you do want to watch, you just watch them in the theater when they come out. So there's not a backlog because it's more of that binary decision to say, if you're not that interested to watch it in the theater, yeah, it might come on a streaming service or, you know, Blu-ray, DVD, whatnot, what have you later on. But it's something you'll watch in passing, right? If there is nothing else to do that, that. And I agree with you because I'm also of the ilk that because of also how movies are for the most part, the thing that comes out the least compared to all three of these things, right? I feel like games and shows come much come out much more often than movies do that one, they don't come out at a rate such that it's harder to, or it's easier to accrue a backlog of them. But also if, at least for me and what it seems like for Tiffany as well, is that when we want to watch it, we watch it in theaters and that's it, right? We've experienced it and it's never going to be part of a backlog. And so you definitely come to that point where you're saying, if this can't get me to get to the theater, I might watch it later, but it's not like I want to. It's just because it's available, right? So that's why I wouldn't actively say... Unlike for shows where I do kind of want to make a list to actually be able to quantify this is how many things I have to watch. This is how long it's going to take me to watch all these things as daunting as that number may be like with right with one piece. I think I'm like 600 episodes behind. So 600 times 20. There you go. I have the amount of time it would take <laughs> for me to catch up. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but for movies, yeah, I, I don't feel any need to do that because if I don't go to the theaters, I just will never watch it. Probably. Hmm. I mean, like, are you oh, the one that are you going to watch Eternals when it comes uh, to Disney Plus? I, I think specifically for things related to the MCU, I don't have a choice because a certain someone will uh, berate me <laughs> otherwise. So in that case, I'll say yes, I will watch it when it comes to Disney Plus. <laughs> I mean, like, I know, um, you know, Jungle Cruise is coming out on Disney Plus, right? Like, and so I'm intrigued. I'm interested in watching that. So I. I'll watch that, but, but yeah, if, um, if it didn't like drag me to the theater, I'll see it whenever. Or if someone prompts me like, Hey, let's go watch that, you know, at home Mm -hmm. or something. But yeah, I guess I see it more like for movies. It's almost like a to-do list. I, I listen to a few movie podcasts and I feel like I get a lot of recommendations from them because I, I have a huge gap in my movie knowledge um, anything earlier than like 1980, like in like deep cuts of 1970s, 60s and 50s, like I feel like are very, very hard to come by and they're not on like common streaming services. So I feel like there's a lot of things that are just on that kind of backlog, almost like a to do list. Right. But then like things of like I want to see like um, Netflix is doing something this year that they've never done before, which is releasing a new Netflix film every week. Yeah. I have been looking at those releases as they've come up. Like, I've talked about some of the ones that I've watched in the past. Um, you know, there were those movies in the summer I talked about, Hypnotic I talked about, I think, last last uh, episode. But there's another uh, one that's like a Western 
with uh, Idris Alba in it and um, the guy that plays uh, in Loki, the main antagonist. Um, anyway, I can't remember the actor. Jonathan Majors. For him. Jonathan Majors. Yes, yes, yes. So it's him and Idris Alba. Uh, they are uh, the duo in that. And to me, it's like, I, I should see that. So it's on my to do list. I would say that's part of my backlog, but I, I get where you guys are coming from and I, I can respect it. I'm interested in seeing Red Notice with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds. No, no, no. Yes, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. I think that comes out soon. I don't know. Is that the animated movie? No, it's a live action movie about like thievery or something. It's called Red Notice. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I know about that. I've been seeing okay. ads from The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal for like a couple weeks now or something. Nice. I talk yeah. about them as I'll if I know them. put it on my them, backlog. But... Yeah, you're like, you know, Gal. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Dwayne. Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know Ryan Reynolds very well because you refer to him as Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. He's... <laughs> He doesn't seem, he seems approachable, but not really. Like, he's like a jokester. I don't know. The Rock seems super approachable, like down to earth kind of. He seems like one of those people that's just super sarcastic, but it's like just actually like hates his time a lot of the times. Like, I feel like it covers up that it it like comes off those vibes. But um, I love his stuff, though. So can't really blame him there. So I have a proposition for both of you. I was super cryptic in the pre-show basically telling you that you need to agree to this before i give you the terms neither of you agreed so i'm gonna have to get you to agree i propose a challenge called the backlog challenge wow to where by the end and tiffany completely nailed this by the end of this year so in so I think six weeks might be a little bit too short. So maybe even nine weeks. So that's a couple episodes from now to where I'm hosting. We're going to have a backlog challenge episode where we are going to assign each other something to be done by that episode. And on that episode, we're going to talk through if it was worth it. If you recommend it, it's going to be like a a mini peer review within a peer review within a peer review, and it's going to be a great time, but I'm going to need your all's help. I'm going to need both of you to give me a challenge. Me and Tiffany are going to give Alex a challenge, and me and Alex are going to give Tiffany a challenge. And so this is completely up to you all if you are up for this, but I think it'll be a fun time, and it'll also give that accountability that Alex was talking about, about getting some stuff done. So what do you guys say? Sure. Yes. That is the spirit, Alex. Tiffany? Everyone's just, oh, this is going to be rough. It's going to be rough. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So who should we start with? Should we start with, uh, Tiffany, let's start with you. Alex, what are you feeling for Tiffany? She's She's got probably... The most options, but let's, you know, let's, the, the problem let's is out. right. A- as you mentioned, there are some things where, when it came up, when we were talking about getting to the backlog that you've already set deadlines for. Mm-hmm. And so for you, 
I would have suggested with Tiffany later something like Horizon Zero Dawn, but you already have a deadline for that. You already know slash true. are motivated to get to that. So I don't think we need to further motivate you to get to that because you've already set okay. that line for yourself. Similarly with Tiffany, she mentioned God of War, right? Like she wants uh-huh. to get through God of War at least before Ragnarok comes out. So, and I think nine, and we said, right? So maybe three months span. So check back in listeners, yeah. maybe February time, maybe, yep. you know, March time, who knows, give or take. But there's another series that she did mention, but that might have a game coming out next year. And I think this is a good pick. And that is Final Fantasy 15 in preparation for Final Fantasy 16 that could be coming out <laughs> next year. And not to yeah, say that they're connected, but at least to get in the Final Fantasy mood. That's a good point. This this has been the bane of her existence. We have made so many jokes. This is a young podcast, right? We're we're just into our second year, but I feel like the amount of time that we've spent talking about Final Fantasy 15 and we actually haven't even talked about how great it is. Um it's fallen off my backlog, but in my mind it is in the dead zone. It's something I know I will never go back to. But for Tiffany, I think there's hope because Tiffany, is it is it still downloaded on your console? Yes, it is. Then Alex, I think you're right. I was gonna, I was gonna root for God of War because honestly, it's a fantastic game. But I think, I think you make some great points, and so I think that she should play Final Fantasy 15. We in agreement, Alex? Yes. Final Wait. Answer. Okay. Despite, first of all, <laughs> despite Tiffany's uh, obvious agitation to that. Okay. First of all, Matt, how far did you get in Final Fantasy 15 before you threw it away? Um, probably after you're done, like the first like free roaming section, like you were, you were on your way. Like it, it was very early on. Oh, very so probably on. after visiting Hammerhead Station, like you met Cindy. Yes. Yes. So I, be- I believe it. I don't know how long that is, but this is like a, a you know, a three month span. You've got plenty of time. Actually, it's not three months. It's like a a month or I guess two months, two and a half months, whatever. I will take up the challenge. I guess I will take up the challenge and you guys, I guess you can determine if I've made a dent in it or not by how far I've gotten. I mean, like if I'm like 30 hours in, even though I'm pretty sure I had at least 10 hours into that game before I stopped. Um, How long is the game, by the way? Alex? That's a good question. Uh, I guess it really depends on the side content, but I think it's easily doable under 40 hours. Like maybe okay. capping out near there, but if she's already put in 10, I'd say, yeah, maybe give it another 20 to 30 Okay, hours. I say 10, but I'm only in chapter two. Like I vividly remember because right, I was doing side quests. But as, as the end of the game is infamously known for, the last few chapters are pretty quick slash linear like the game goes from its open world design to a more linear progression so it's not 30 hours of being in this open world area for that long there is kind of like a hot fast access track to the end towards uh the final closing hours so according to howlongtobeat.com it says just doing you know main objectives it's about 28 hours in length Everything else is extra side missions. So I think that's reasonable. 
Tiffany, do you accept? I don't know that I can deny this. Excellent. That's exactly I'll, where we want you to be. I will either <laughs> succeed or fail or okay, meet in the middle. Who let's, knows? Let's, let's just do a – we'll do a pulse check in like a month and a half's time, and we'll just see where all of us are at. All right, Alex. I think you're next. Tiffany, this is your time. He's the one that put Final Fantasy 15 on you. And I'm like, what do, you do I – make him finish Valhalla which seems insane oh like you know what so (laughs) that's like dirty we didn't cover this part in the podcast but i'm gonna do a small tangent here of things that we've given up on i want to mention i've given up on Valhalla that that, that's it officially that's like a game where i've played and 100 percent i've platinumed both origins and odyssey and fans of Assassin's Creed will know how massive those games were. And mm-hmm. with Valhalla being very similar in capacity to those games, if not bigger, mm-hmm. I think I've worn myself out on Assassin's Creed. There's just uh, so much. It's despite all of my talks of pillaging and raiding monasteries, you know, many, many episodes Which you ago. Love. Yeah. Right. Uh, obviously, you know, in, in the vein of Avor, I do not personally condone raiding and pillaging monsters. <laughs> but it, I, it's a fun series, and I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it. But yeah, definitely, I could see myself maybe rolling credits on it if they so choose to pick it for me. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I could motivate myself for the platinum. Wait, so like, what can what do we even have to choose from from Alex? Did you finish Red Dead Redemption Two? I did. I did roll credits on Red Dead Redemption 2. Then what? what's even on your backlog? So, here's... Think, oh, go ahead. Oh, go I was going to explain. So it is kind of a complicated thing because, like I said, really, for my game backlog, I only really count Ace Combat, but that's something I told you guys. I, I want to play that kind of over time, so I'd be kind of miffed if yeah. you're like, no, finish here's, it all now. Here's my proposition. Do we say because... watch 100 episodes of One Piece? Hold... <laughs> No, that would be too much. So here's here's my thing. Alex Yeah, two hundred episodes of one piece. <laughs> Complete it or bust. Alex is going to be away from his console. Starting in December, he's doing some traveling, seeing family. I feel like it's right to have a shorter experience for him to go through. So a game that is very special to me that I think he should experience all the way through without Tiffany is Guacamelee 2. It's a much shorter experience, but I think it's a an, an very obtainable platinum. And so my challenge to him is not only to complete it, but to platinum Guacamelee 2. Hold on. Is there El Infierno challenges in Guacamelee 2 like Guacamelee that is, 1? That is part of the DLC so that is not part of the platform. Okay, okay. Yeah. And if I'm wrong on that, then uh, you don't have to platinum it. But I, yeah, I... Because I think that, for the think first Guacamelee, the Inferno challenges were the things that stopped me. Not to say I couldn't do them, but they were just, just enough of a difficulty spike where I didn't want to put in the extra time because I just wanted to do other things. So that's why I put the game away. Uh, yeah. Platinuming Guacamelee 2. Oh, boy. And I think it's very obtainable. I think, honestly, if we looked at power picks for Guacamelee 2, it will be less than Tiffany's assignment. 
which was like 28 hours. So I, th- I think I think it's very obtainable, and you've you've already started it. Tiffany, what do you think about this? Do you think this is fair? I mean, I don't even know what to say because I don't even understand what else he has on his backlog. I feel like this might it's it's tough for him. It's yeah. Tough for so him. I almost so want to talk about wise, a show. Like yeah, game wise, I'd say there's very little. I mean, there are things I'm getting like Hot Wheels Unleashed, but I like that's like not really on the backlog. You know, that's kind of like that. Okay, it's in the future. Yeah, in Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh-huh. you're getting that, but that's in the future. Right. So these are all like in the future. So I've like made zero progress on these things. So uh-huh. game wise, I'd say it's a very limited pool because everything else I've played, it's either I'm reserving it for something like co-op, like I was with Guacamelee slash. Some Lego games that Tiffany and I like to play together. Wait, what about Final Fantasy fourteen, the campaign? Or not fourteen? Is it sixteen? What is it? the The one that you have to have a monthly subscription for that you haven't played. That's fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Oh, it's like an MMORPG. Yeah. What about that? You've been like, you've been dilly dallying on that one. Right, but I've I've played through like eighty percent of that. Oh. Like, because. Okay. The, I've stopped because it's gone to the point where I've had to engage more with the MMO mechanics side of the game. And that's mm-hmm. the that's the main thing I don't want to do. Like, that's the reason I don't play MMOs is because of the MMO okay. mechanics. You know what, Matt? I'm with you. Just do Guacamelee 2. And that way, once he's done with that game, I don't have to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's died on her on her yeah. blog. <laughs> Well, All that's right. never been on her backlog. I've just been forcing her to co-op. I mean, me. it's <laughs> honestly... now the truth is revealed. I really enjoyed playing it with Alex. It's just that I was so bad that I he always had to like try to revive me. I was just slowing him down. I will also be honest with you because I've played Guacamelee on both co-op and single player. It is considerably easier on single player. So, there's that. You're not having to worry about enemies de-aggroing from your friend to you and then also changing between the different worlds um you can do it how you please and your teammate won't kill you for it (laughs) all right it's finalized okay one last challenge to give have at it or nothing so (laughs) this is is the thing because you've also kind of done the games you've wanted to and like i said we've talked about the things that i don't think it's fair to give because you've already kind of set up a deadline so i'm like you're already motivated to play that like i don't want to i don't need to stack that on top of you to further motivate you but let's check matt's profile here on playstation yeah there's a lot of things i didn't talk about like okay um, what if you you made it a priority to ask your partner to play It Takes Two. Oh, that's man! That's, I, that's I, I might concur. I, I might concur with that because I think It Takes Two is something that's doable in twelve hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I my game. That. It's my yeah. game of the year. Like at this yeah. point, I haven't finished Guardians of the Galaxy, but I loved It Takes Two and my experience with playing it with Alex. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I think she would be down for it. She's also just not a gamer. So <laughs> it's going to take probably the entire two and a half months to get it done. But all right. 
I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, I know that you're like, this is asking for you to like drag in another individual to it. But like, I really think it's worth playing. Because like, if we don't push you now, Matt, when is it going to get done? You know, that's true. That's true. That's the point of this challenge. Also, if it is in uh, Tiffany's talks later for maybe our top 2021 recommended experiences, you know, maybe if you had a little bit more insight into it, it it would let you appreciate a little bit more. That's a good thought. I'm sitting at 0% on trophies for It Takes Two. <laughs> so um, I'll be very happy to change that number. But okay, that's our backlog challenge. So we will shoot for about nine weeks from now when I'm hosting again sometime in the new year to check back and talk all about Final Fantasy 15, Guacamelee 2 Platinum, and It Takes Two. What a list. What a Molly crew, but it's fantastic. You're not even going to say it. a platinum for yourself? Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, that was just assumed. That, that, that was just Jesus. assumed. I will platinum. Lord Jesus, two. okay. Yeah. But that wraps up episode 51 of the RXP podcast. Of course, if you want to write in for your backlogs, send us an email at rxp.com podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter at rxp underscore podcast as always listen to these fine fine tunes from grandmaster doug but we'll see you next time Do we say watch a hundred episodes of One Piece? (laughs) Sure.